Hello and welcome to this video. All the people who are watching, a great uh, video for you, a very important video, I would say, because today we will be discussing about SOC 1, SOC 2, SOC 3, all the three types of SOC reports. What is the importance of SOC 1, SOC 2, SOC 3? You know, what do you need to understand from a reporting standpoint? What do you need to understand from compliance standpoint? What do you need to know about SOC 1, SOC 2, SOC 3 basics? So we will cover each and everything here. I have Akshay with me. Akshay, please take over. Yeah. Uh, hi, love. Thanks for uh, having me here. Uh, apologies because of me, your stream was delayed. Uh, kind of got into some work for us, you know, even week weekends are like weekdays. So uh, apologies for that and apologies to all the people who were hoping to get this feed a little earlier. But yes, at, at uh, not taking much of your time. So here what we are uh, going to talk about is a service organization's control reports, which is a SOC report essentially. Uh, so how did this come into picture is, is that any organization who is providing any kind of uh, service to another uh, entity is basically uh, should be liable to showcase or assure to the other entity or the or their customers or their clients that all the services that they are providing which are relevant to those organizations uh, follow a certain set of standards follow a certain set of uh, quality uh, assurance uh, checks guidelines and they are in line with what the uh, client or the customer expects so in uh, in the same in similar line so this is for service organization specifically uh, in the same uh, lines uh, so uh, as you can see over here the american institute of certified public accountants which is iaicpa kind of uh, formed this framework of uh, defining different types of sock reports essentially what these sock reports are saying is that they are telling you that uh, with a certain expectation in mind, these reports have been uh, distributed into different categories. And what they are essentially saying is that uh, whichever relevant expectation you have, our services are following uh, certain uh, uh, protocols. There are a certain way in which we have we have a controlled environment. We have controls that are implemented and over either at a specific point of time or over a period of time these uh, controls have been the effectiveness of these controls have been tested and so the AI, uh, the AICPA provides so there, there is a service auditor who will come to that uh, uh, service provider or the service organization and he will test he will first understand what uh, what all controls you have what is the, what are what is the business purpose what is what are the kind of services you are performing what is the scope of that SOC uh, audit you may call it or that SOC report and then he will test the effectiveness and he will uh, ascertain or testify or say uh, whichever controls are actually implemented and which controls are actually lacking. So this is to uh, give a brief about uh, what basically SOC is. So uh, the website is ssae16.com and as you see we are at the SOC reports page which is ssae16 uh, underscore reports.html so uh, here they talk about so for any type so there are SOC three types of SOC reports which is SOC 1, SOC 2 and SOC 3 
and within that sock reports also there is a type 1 and a type 2 report that is there so uh, sock 1 uh, specifically talks about uh, a service organizations uh, uh, let's say there is there is a customer there is a client and they have uh, whatever internal controls they have to ensure that their financial reporting is not affected by that or your their financial reporting is stable uh, the service organization has now to prove that if they if whatever services they are providing which may affect or impact the uh, customers uh, financial reporting all of those uh, uh, controls kind of come under the sock one type so they are uh, talking about all those services which are affecting your which may affect your client's financial reporting so that uh, falls under sock 1 sock 2 says that yeah so just to add uh, sock 1's a target audience would be all the uh, cfos cios and you know financial statement auditors right akshay yes exactly so uh, all the people who are uh, connected or are functioning under the financials or commercials or the financials uh, infrastructure or the structure of the company become the consumers of these reports so your customer would typically demand a sock one report from you to check and see and get an assurance that in fact the services that you are providing are in line uh, with their internal controls for uh, their financial reporting okay okay so a lot of people have joined any questions you have please feel free to add into the comment section for sock one sock two sock three anything okay we will try to answer go on akshay yeah so in sock 2 uh, the financial reporting aspect is not considered it is generally sock 2 is uh, typically talking about all the controls that are required for to provide the services to a, a, a customer or an entity uh, whether they have been implemented in a secure fashion or not so sock 2 typically talks about the security aspect and not just the financial reporting general generally all the services that you are providing to me as an entity have uh, covered everything from a security aspect or not okay okay got it right uh, sock 3 is a more relaxed format of it uh, sock 3 uh, so Uh, the, the idea is that the sock one and sock two have very uh, specific audiences, and a sock three report is like a public report, which is like an attestation, a more relaxed version of sock two, which is to say that yes, I am providing an assurance of all the services that I am providing in general, and this is for public usage, and people can also access and uh, uh, view these reports. Akshay, so can I say that the SOC three report is uh, can be published uh, anywhere? You know, on the website. Yes, usually people do. Yes, people usually do publish their SOC three reports. It's kind of so. So uh, the essential need of a SOC one, SOC two, or SOC three report is to assure people that you know we have we are doing everything in in a secure and in a compliant manner and. Uh, Uh, the specific audiences will look for sock one and sock two, and for for me to tell everybody, yes, yes, uh, you go ahead, have a look at what type of services I'm offering and what kind of controls I am uh, managing. Uh, I will publish that for people and potential customers and clients to see. 
yeah especially when uh, and also i think soc3 reports the layout will be different they will be easy to read in terms of layman language yes. right yes it will be easier to understand it may not divulge as much information as uh, a soc1 or a soc2 report because uh, it's for a general uh, assurance so yes uh, the, the format will be simpler the format will be easier to read uh, better in terms of consumption by uh, audience uh, in general so can i say that soc 1 is for financial audits as you rightly mentioned and the soc 2 is for general audit for the entire you know uh, security operations thing yes and, yes yes and exactly soc 3 is for marketing purposes because we here we do not need the complete details step by step as we need in the soc 2 level so can can that be summarized like that yes very well said uh, if we are only targeting the financial aspect of it then soc1 reports come into picture the soc2 focuses intrinsically on the information security aspect of it for a soc1 report information security will be a part of the uh, system specific uh, service organization system Uh, which is relevant to uh, protecting the uh, user entities so one thing to talk when i keep mentioning user entities basically the person who is using your service so that is like your customer or your client so the user entities interest uh, in safeguarding the controls uh, uh, for uh, specific to financial reporting okay okay so uh, we have a question from mahe mahender uh, He is asking. Uh, I have this doubt on SOC. Like uh, there are two or three types of. Uh, you know, can you tell us the difference and what yes. is the most important type in demand these days? Oh, okay, <laughs> two aspects to it. Uh, so let me first. The first question is very valid. So we differentiated in SOC one, SOC two, SOC three. Now, what is the type one and type two within these uh, 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 control reports? Is the type one states that when this order so SOC one uh, SOC uh, type one report says that uh, the control effectiveness or the system was tested at a specific period of time, at a very specified point of time there was a CPA there was a certified public accountant there was an auditor who came who checked against those uh, things at at point of time and and then that report was created and that has been shared. type 2 defines a time period type 2 says that this audit was done this these controls were observed these observations were made over a period of time and you may then specify from this date to this date so when there is a time period involved it becomes a type 2 report and when there is a point of time report it becomes a type 1 report also just to add here i would say that uh, for for soc 1 uh, you know the type 2 report that is there you know it is basically for all the publicly traded companies and this report is used to satisfy sarbanes oxley 404 requirements that's why people use this report specifically yes the sox one the sox yeah. criteria yeah yeah that is true and in terms of demand i mean i would say that sox one is more like a very specialized uh, audit and report Uh, specifically over financial reporting soc 2 has a wider criteria because in the sense that it's not just talking about the financial reporting anymore so the scope and the area of soc 2 is wider uh, and from a cyber security perspective i would say that soc 2 uh, has a more uh, 
डायरेक्ट रेलिवेंस बिकॉज इट टॉक्स अबाउट द फाइव प्रिंसिपल्स ऑफ सॉफ्ट टू विच विल डिस्कस सो इट टॉक्स अबाउट how you are implementing how you are ensuring the ci the uh, the confidential the confidentiality integrity availability uh, the common criteria of security that they have defined and how you are making sure that there are controls uh, to make sure that the service uh, is being provided and the controls that are implemented for a continual provider of services are actually uh, performing optimally and have been tested effectively or right right and also you rightly said that soc 1 basically type 1 is basically point in time financial audit whereas soc 2 type 1 is point in time security audit as well as availability and all the integrity audits all combined right yes and yes so it's just to say that you know we are talking about services here so uh, 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 all the aspects of information security when we talk about incident management risk assessment all of that comes inside soc 1 and soc 2 and soc 3 as well all of these are there but yes like you said that since anything which is very specific to the financial uh, implications is uh, becomes the part of soc 1 everything that is relevant for a user entity becomes a part of soc 2 and soc 3 is like a more relaxed version of soc 2 and if i want to see a detailed over a period uh, of time financial audit report then i go for soc 1 type 2 right soc 1 type 2 soc 2 type 2 yes right okay okay so uh, so it, it what it basically love why these bifurcations have happened is that any uh and uh, if i am a user entity and if i am expecting to see that whether i am if i am taking your services you are doing good or not i may want to look for a period of time or at any point of time if i have some concerns then i can immediately request for a soc 1 audit or a soc 2 audit and then uh, you can do a type 1 audit and uh, get it done and then you could present that report to me so it's kind of like at any point you want an assurance it's available there is a framework out there the uh, the there's a methodology out there it's possible now it all depends on uh, what you have done and what is your user entity or your customers concern or requirement for you to be ultimately it's a business enabler why this is done is so that uh, if they have assurance then they can continue to get services from you and through these reports you can also uh, attract uh potential customers or user entities as well right absolutely for those of you who have just joined this uh, web uh, webinar uh, you know just uh, web video live video that we are doing any questions you have please feel free to enter in the comment section we'll try to address it you can ask anything and everything related to soc 1 soc 2 soc 3 or if you have any other questions apart from that from any other standards also gdpr pci dss anything just go for it okay uh akshay so by the time we are discussing it What is the requirement of these reports? Soc one, soc two, soc three. Are these reports, from my understanding, this is what I understand. Are these reports just to showcase that you are compliant from all the aspects of security? Soc one is for financial aspect, and soc two is for generic aspect, and soc three is for you know uh, publicizing that yes, you you are you are handling all the customer data in a secure fashion. Is this the requirement for all these reports? uh yeah love you could say that but it's more from uh it's more from a service organization going ahead and saying that look 
these are the services i am detailing everything for you i am telling and so there there are a lot of aspects so it uh, the, the major purpose of it is to showcase that the <clears throat> that the management that the company itself is taking those processes very seriously so they have implemented frameworks designs and controls to ensure that they are operating they talk about management's intent on assuring all the user entities that yes we uh, we we uh, follow the best in class methodologies policies procedures we it uh, the sock reports uh, talk about the management's vision they talk about uh, so uh, they have something called as a management assertion which is like a written statement where management has to write down and specifically state that all the management description all all the all the controls that we have mentioned uh, they are they, they follow the right criteria uh, we have identified the criteria and we are making an assertion we are telling that you know uh, your interests have been taken care of your financial reporting has been taken care of they also go ahead and define how i why, how and why i am saying this because i have all policies and procedures in line i have i am detailing each and every service that i am providing to you i am detailing each and every process that is uh, involved in providing that service to you be it manual be it automated uh, i have a, a something called as a control environment where we say that uh, uh, control environment is essentially a, a framework and underlying framework which defines all what types of controls are required to run that service and how you are ensuring that the controls are actually being implemented properly or not so i have a control environment in place and then they actually go ahead and sign it and show it in the report that yes so that gives you an assurance it's more from a point of an assurance where i have a disclosure i'm disclosing uh, my details to you i'm telling you what i am doing it and there is an auditor who came uh, from an from an authorized authority and has come and audited me and this is his uh, view of whatever i have done so a section of a sog report a huge chunk of a sog report talks about what the management or the company has to say about what it's doing and then it is provided by the part where there is an auditor's report which is which is a part of the sock report where the auditor then goes ahead and states that you know this is what i did this is how i tested uh, this is the methodology that i used uh, this was the scope uh, this was uh, the, the sampling and these were the observations okay okay sachin vital has a question he is saying is there any specific report format for these types of uh, sock reportings <clears throat> so uh, i wouldn't say that there is a uh, there is a specific format but yes there are outlines of a sock report so uh, i could walk you through it uh, so typically uh, how a sock report would look like is it would have uh, an introduction wherein uh, uh, you are you are giving an overview of your business right you are telling what your business is all about you are telling about what your what is your responsibility Uh, there is a management committee as a part of sock which has to be established uh, where they talk about uh, uh, there is a independent management committee that is uh, dedicated to maintaining the effectiveness of the services that we are providing uh, then the second section so that introduction is something wherein you showcase what you are doing then the second section will talk about the management assertion that i said which is like a written statement it has a very specific language to it uh, uh, where it says that you have to assert the management is basically going ahead and saying that 
uh, uh, I attest that uh, all the controls are in place. I attest that all the services are following. I we have defined some criterias uh, for this assertion. What these criterias are based on. So all of this is placed in the manual assertion. That is one point which is very uh, important and very <coughs> crucial for uh, that uh, SOC report. uh then you go ahead and you uh, describe then you go ahead and you describe what is my control environment you talk about uh you go ahead and you list down all your services so you're saying in soc 2 in uh, sorry in soc 1 you go ahead and says for the financial reporting aspect these are the services you have you have to describe each and every service which is uh, which you are uh, providing to uh, your uh, uh, client then you go ahead and you disc, uh, have a description for all the types of controls that are in place you go ahead and define that you know what was the uh, do i am i subcontracting anything what kind of data am i processing what is the scope so for example you could say that uh, let's say there is a you have <clears throat> you're a financial data processing company and you have a you have a, a, a server hive or you have a data center so what you are saying is that the data center uh, system which is processing the financial information of my user entity falls under the scope and under that then you list down all the um, uh, how, how should i say this uh all the infrastructure that is required all the uh, hardware software you define the information system which is essentially the people process and technology who are supporting that service uh, or the processes that are uh, relevant for the service to run smoothly you define a communication system are you using any kind of how are you communicating things how are you monitoring uh, so you define the monitoring aspect uh, how are you uh, how is your issue uh, management or issue tracking happening so uh, that could be a part of it how are you handling change management so you kind of list down everything and then uh, uh, the service auditor will typically so you define and you select the kind of you present the kind of controls you have and the effectiveness of those controls are then tested by the service auditor so service the, this would be the part where you have defined the control objectives and then the service auditor's report comes in where he talks about uh, what period of time did i test this uh what are the types of test i did which would uh, typically be like was there a one on one uh, was there a q and a that happened with the personnels then there was a spot check or actual physical audit where actually, uh, uh, you would call it uh, like you're actually sitting and observing the systems that are in place uh then observations observing over a period of time for soc 2 and at a, a point in time for type sorry uh, type 2 uh, and point in time for type 1 uh, uh, then you auditor would go ahead and say that whether did i check each and every control or whether did i do a sampling or his methodology and his testing then he will uh, typically list down or break down your controls into the categories you could say that uh, change management uh, physical security uh, uh, information security and uh, 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 backup so all all on those categories what all controls are there then the description of the control uh, 
the auditor will then say how did i test it i i checked for the documentation i looked into their change management solution i sat in the meeting and then his uh, uh, final observation wherein he says that whether there was a deviation or uh, from the control that was specified when i audited it okay okay so akshay i think uh, can i say that sock one is primarily meant for banking informs uh, investment firms and other companies that house financial data and sock two is actually for non financial companies for like everybody these, for everybody like these cloud cloud service providers you know yes. who have the infrastructure who are actually processing data so sock two is primarily for for them right yes that is true very well said because finance because we are talking about finance so basically any uh, financial organization would want a soc 1 uh, report uh, from you and uh, if you are uh, if you are a service industry basically what we are saying is the managed service providers the hosting providers the service providers in that sense kind of majorly go for a, a soc 2 report but it's not restricted to that yeah but that is where they can showcase their abilities and you know their kind of uh, storage data storage data processing everything and every, you know each and everything is pointed out here yes right? exactly exactly okay and sock 3 as we already discussed i am just repeating for the benefit of all the people who have just joined and are asking great questions i'll come to that that in a bit uh, sock 3 is basically highlighting this uh, findings of sock 2 reporting in a more summarized fashion where each and everybody can you know you can put this information on a public website you know so that anybody can read this information in a layman's language easy to understand right akshay yes agree right so uh, first of all mahe mahender has a question he is asking uh, what is the okay i know i want to know the difference here between socks socks and sock does socks also comes under financial audit and how important this standard compared to sock so is confused between socks and sock yeah i mean you can take up socks love i mean i'm not sure 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 so uh, just to brief here uh, i little bit i'll touch upon socks here so basically socks was meant he it was designed by us congress uh, in order to take care of all the frauds that were happening in the financial data in different companies so that's where sarbanes oxley act came into play sarbanes oxley act primarily focuses to make sure that all the you know internal controls that are implemented in order to ensure that the financial data which is coming out on the financial books is accurate or not so in order to ensure the integrity of the financial data that is that processed by all the companies socks came into play so this is where the focus of socks lies on okay it it basically lies on internal controls reporting where it it basically ensures that all the internal controls that any organization has implemented whether they are working fine or not can an auditor verify that can a third party auditor again verify that so a lot of uh, compliance restrictions are there we'll probably you know have another video on socks separately but socks main focus is to ensure that there is no financial fraud okay just for your understanding yeah so yes just to add up on this so what essentially uh, you, you are very right about this and i wanted you to explain uh, socks more in detail uh, essentially everybody uh, any organization has to have uh, like you said that the financial data uh, the the data security uh, confidentiality 
and the security aspects of it get covered in SOX. And SOX has a lot of uh, checks, implementations on the governance of controls as well. So in order, in in, in line with the SOX expectation from a user uh, entity, you have what you are calling as a SOX one. So what, what I'm essentially saying is that, you know, the controls or whatever SOC 1 I have are actually implementing this and whatever internal controls you have mentioned. So I, I keep on saying this, the user entities internal control over the financial reporting is basically uh, the, the bank in itself is following SOCs and they are expecting you to have SOC 1, which is kind of in line with their internal control, which is governed by something uh, apart from other standards like socks I hope make, yeah yeah absolutely just to make one thing more clear for uh, mahi here uh, mahi there is a understanding here the sock one type two report actually directly complies with sarbanes oxley section 404 okay in terms of compliance so akshay is very well right there there is a direct mapping here okay so these are related. It's not like they're not related at all, but the focus is different. You know, SOC 1 focus is different. SOC 2 focus yeah, SOC is different. SOC is more for yeah. your user entity and SOC is more for the service provider, the service organization. Yeah, very well, very well. Okay. So after that, Sachin Vetal has a question. He's asking, is there any specific? Uh, okay. I think we have covered that. So after that, Bal Krishna has a question. He's asking which report can be used for cloud infra setup. Please clarify. I think we have already discussed this. Actually, please clarify. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so yeah. SOC, SOC 2 report for a cloud yes. infra. If you are a user entity, if you're consuming services, I think uh, SOC 2 type 1 should be very good for point in time and over a period and SOC 2 type 2 uh, yes. for, for, for could be good. Very well, very well. And just to showcase whether you have implemented the SOC 2, you know, controls, uh, you know, you can actually publish the SOC 3 report on your cloud website also. So in order to... And that is like an attestation, right? Yeah. 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 That if yeah. I am publishing a SOC 3 report, that means I have a SOC 2 report in place wherein I have been audited and I have been found compliant. Okay, okay. So Mahai is saying thanks. So Mahai got the, you know, uh, questions clarified. Thank you, Mahai, for confirming that. So uh, after Balakrishna, we have uh, Shivkant Sharma. Uh, first of all, huge shout out to Shivkant again, you know, because he is a great brother, a great friend to, to he's us. A veteran, man. He's a yeah, he's he's actually, you know, helping us a lot. Thank you, Shivkant, for being here. You know, we can see your presence here with these questions. Thank you. So he's asking, what is the difference between type one and type two report? I think we have covered it, Akshay, but still a little bit. Let's do this again, yeah, yeah quickly. Yeah, so type yeah, one yeah. is basically Shivkant. What we are saying in type one is that all the the audit, the check that was performed by the service auditor was done at a specific point of time. So it will have have a specific date when the audit was performed and uh, the type 1 report was generated or created and the type 2 says that over a period of time between this period and that period uh, typically six months uh, could be a good uh, time period is over which the controls effectiveness have been uh, observed and uh, uh, the report states the timeline uh, uh, from uh, point a uh, from time a to time b right right so after that, I have a question with Xavier. Xavier is asking if a company is already certified for SOC 2 type 2, do the skill require SOC 1? If if the uh, there if the client so 
it's not about do they require or not it's about whether your uh, the client is requesting for it or there is there is an ask from the user entity for it to be done or not if if yeah. you are dealing with financial data then you need to do soc 1 if you are dealing with financial reporting if if your controls or your service if is uh, could affect uh, the financial reporting of your user entity in that case always go for a soc 1 if not then you don't really need a soc 1 right very well said that akshay so just to add one line there uh, xavier if you have an investment bank firm if you have a financial firm which is actually transacting a lot of data you need soc 1 at any point of time okay just make sure you do that otherwise if you are a simple cloud service provider you are not handling any client specific data then you can uh, not related to finance okay then you can maybe skip soc 1 and go for soc 2 directly okay so and, one, one uh, thing one thing i yeah. would like to specify yeah. i don't know uh, for people out there uh, people confuse so people take this more from an audit sense that there is a, there is a non compliance involved over here it's not that the soc 1 soc 2 and soc 3 audits do not talk about compliance or non compliance they will just the report they, it's just a soc report yes so it's not to say that i am oh i have passed the test or i have failed the test it's to say yeah. that i got a soc audit done and this is the yeah. report and yeah. the report is the deliverable so right. and like a typical audit wherein you either have a compliance or a non compliance or a partial compliance for that matter if you may consider that uh, here what you are just saying is this is my control this is what was tested and was there any exception that was noted or not that will so, be published in the report and then the client can have a look at the report and they may question you and then then you so you may have a couple of exceptions and you may be able to then justify to the client that you know either this is not relevant to you or this is why this was done or i am implementing uh, i am improving my controls i am implementing sub controls and uh, in the next audit this will be done so it's like that it's a report that will showcase everything it's not on compliance or non compliance where you are achieving for a pass or fail obviously ultimately you are achieving for no exceptions Yeah, it's basically it's an assessment. It's, it's an yes. assessment that you are doing. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. absolutely. So Xavier is saying thanks, Akshay. So he is thanking you for the explanation. Nicely done. So uh, I think uh, uh, Balakrishna is also saying thanks. So people are really happy, Akshay. Thank you. I think we are actually providing value here for all the people who have actually joined the session right now. I can see a lot of people. Ten people are here on the call. Any questions related to SOC one, SOC two, SOC three? Go ahead and shoot. and any questions apart from soc1 soc2 soc3 in terms of gdpr pcidss hipaa each and everything you know any compliance standard go for it okay we are here for you so that you can get the most out of these sessions so why, akshay why, yeah, yeah go, sure. go ahead go ahead no no please go ask i uh, i okay. have a couple okay. of tidbits here and there i'll just say that just okay. as a filler shivkant has come back shivkant is asking thanks is there any specific standard to follow for soc2 uh for uh, you know principles like privacy security availability integrity confi- confidentiality so now yeah, so, uh, yeah okay he is asking a lot of things yeah. uh shivkant good question so basically soc2 if you talk about soc2 soc2 basically underlines five principles Uh, so it talks about common criteria security which is basically physical and logical security is covered it talks yes. about uh, confidentiality wherein you are uh, ensuring that the information 
which is uh, required for you to provide the services or the information that your processing of the user entity is protected you talk about processing integrity wherein you are saying the system so it's basically the system that is providing a service or or whatever the scope or the processes are uh, have that integrities in place the process in itself are accurate they are timely they are monitored they are authorized and from a privacy perspective what you are saying is that the personal information whatever you are collecting from the user entity is basically collected retained processed transferred in a secure manner considering all the privacy principles so uh, this is the basic guiding framework for uh, a soc to uh, audit uh, sorry a soc to compliance right right and uh, another question from sachin vetal now sachin is asking uh, as type 1 audit is specific for financial domain since you mentioned that does it overlaps with the pci dsi standard as well no it does not because pci specifically talks about an entity which is processing payment card information any so like a consumer any consumer information payment card information if i am processing Uh, that may be specific to a business that means specific to an end user i fall under pci dss all the systems that are processing that data but soc soc one report is specifically saying if i have a service that is that could impact a, a specific organizations financial uh, statements then that comes under uh, soc one company yeah i think the objective is uh, absolutely different as you rightly mentioned actually. so i may i may not be storing any payment card information but still my services may impact uh, some uh, if i like like i mentioned that you know if you are a financial uh, uh, like service provider and you are a data processing company and you are not storing you are just processing the financials of a bank or a, or a company then in, that in itself makes you comp- uh, fall under uh, a soc 1 report but may not necessarily get you under pci yeah so compliance is different for pci dss standards and uh, akshar rightly mentioned it's for the payment card industry and soc 1 is different soc 1 is basically from a service organization point of view how you are catering to your financial controls Right. Okay, so uh, so Shivkant has come up again. He is asking any documents or guide how to implement the five principles of uh, you know confidentiality, integrity that all the he mentioned before as per the SOC two compliance uh, after this session. So he, he wants that. Okay. Yes, yes, definitely, Shivkant. In fact, yeah. NIST NIST is a good framework of reference, which was a tidbit which I was going to give. Uh, the the risk assessment, Shivkant, which we do. the risk assessment and risk management and all the controls regarding the cia that we put uh, as outlined in the major uh, security standards is a good way to go uh, obviously uh, this becomes more control specific uh, and uh, focuses on the systems and services which are relevant to the organization uh, so the user entity but uh, uh, there are good frameworks i i can we can go ahead and give the exact uh, uh, guidelines as well it's not a problem yeah sachin vetal is saying thanks thank you so much sachin for confirming that uh, you know your question got answered you know thank you for that so uh, xavier has another question he is asking how do we uh, how do we resolve exception in a soc 2 report of the same audit year do we need a second att- attestation again 
or do they have any specific template to handle exception like in case of ISO 27001 uh, so yes you do have compensatory controls you could go ahead and say that uh, so you have to be the point over here Xavier is that you have to be very specific of what control is under uh, your supervision and then what is a control which is uh, up to the user entity to ensure so there are there are controls which will be specific uh, for your control to work effectively there will be a couple of controls that you would uh, desire for your uh, user entity to follow as well so you have to be very specific in the limitations of what your controls are you have to be very specific in the exceptions that you have you may very well have them you may very well put them in place but you have to declare them in the report itself yeah absolutely uh, I can see new people joining. Any questions, please feel free to enter in the comment section. It may not be related with the SOC 1, SOC 2, SOC 3 as well. Okay, so speaking about that, Mahe Mahinder is, is asking another question. He's asking, uh, hang on there. Okay. For any organization holding European citizens' data along with financial services, then will there be two types of audits performed like GDPR and SOC? Will both of them come into play? Yes, yes, obviously. I mean, and these are not related. I mean, this is uh, if you are uh, providing service to uh, just kind of depends on what kind of service you're providing. If you can give some example, yeah. I mean, is this thought behind some specific company? I mean, if there is a company who is actually providing services to European citizens as well and to an organization as well. Yes, obviously, they have to be GDPR uh, compliant as well as so SOC compliance. Let's not say that you have to be SOC compliant. Let's say you just want. I need to have a SOC report so that your client can demand. So the idea behind a SOC report is not to say that I'm SOC compliant. Let's not say we are SOC compliant. Let's just say that any point of time, your customer can ask you for a SOC report just to see whether everything is going fine or not. It's like when we take service, like when organizations take service from a service provider, sometimes uh, the relevant stakeholders go and do us uh, an inspection of the facility right so it's like the same thing you, you going ahead and checking each and everything other than that there is a framework there is an auditor who has done something and then you can just go ahead and look at it and you can see whether you know everything is in place or not absolutely so just to add here one more thing the goals are different for gdpr you focus on pii which is a personally you know a personal information of any individual the goal is different there in SOC, the goal is entirely different. Okay, so you have to understand what is the objective as Akshay rightly mentioned. What is the type of service that you are offering? What type of data are you holding? Are you holding PII data or are you holding a financial data? These are the things that will help you understand whether you should go for GDPR and SOC or only one of them. I think he'll, he'll get it. Uh, anything to add Akshay? I, I don't see no, any more. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think, I think we, can, we can wrap this up for today as it is it must be really late for people huh? they must be yeah yeah any final questions, any final questions before we summarize the entire session I think it was really helpful and a lot of questions people have asked so I think we have clarified a lot of doubts uh, just to summarize again uh, you know quickly SOC 1 type 1 point uh, actually, uh, what was it? Sorry, I forgot. Point uh, yeah, in time so financial point audit. Point. Yeah. Yes, point. point in time financial audit, SOC 1, type 1, and SOC 1, type 2 is over a period of time financial yeah, right. audit. That is the difference between uh, both of them. 
एंड सॉक टू टाइप वन इज पॉइंट इन टाइम security audit availability audit you know integrity audit all the things combined for the entire uh, you know information processing inside your uh, organization and sock 2 type 2 is over a period of time of the entire security availability integrity each and everything right and yes. sock 3 sock 3 is basically for making sure that you know uh, all the information that you have gathered in sock 2 you can publicly make it make it available and you can actually make it in a readable format so that people can understand it and make sure that your service organization is actually compliant with the soc standards yeah so, one, one one just a little bit of thing here uh, instead of saying that it's a financial audit let us just say it's an audit of the controls which are relevant which are impacting the financial statement of a user entity because people yeah. might confuse people just tuning in might confuse this from an actual financial audit of the company itself which is altogether a different scene but yes yeah. you were right in uh, yeah. uh, and yeah and just to add one more point of differentiation sock 1 is basically for all the investment banks any uh, you know financial uh, in, you know firm which is dealing with the financial data sock 1 is for them sock 2 is for a cloud provider who is actually processing the entire data you know information processing information storage sock 2 is for yeah. them cloud yeah, any 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 managed service provider basically any provider who is who is providing services but yes uh, clouds are kind of uh, major consumers of it yeah akshay has a lot of cloud clients huh? don't ask me <laughs> <laughs> okay okay so a lot of thanks are coming up mahi is thanking shivkant is thanking uh, they are saying very nicely explained i think the session was really valuable before we conclude just to make sure that all the people know who are you know going to watch this session as well as all the freshers who are on the call anzen has launched recently a course called cirp the description is there in the description box of this video it's a absolute course that anybody or everybody who is interested in cyber security should go for okay so even if you don't want to go for any course at this point of time i would request you to at least inquire and know what this course is about so that you get a career counseling you get an understanding okay yes apart from that love i would like to add just so because we are talking about it we have yeah, specific yeah. courses for uh having an in depth understanding of risk management audit uh, implementation standards like iso pci even soc 1 soc 2 any kind of knowledge you have we have tailor made programs out there like i have said previously you just need to just shoot an email or give a call and if you have something specific uh, if you have a specific requirement at least what we can do is we can guide you, you uh, even if you choose not to go ahead with a training program uh, what we can do is at least guide you in a certain path and that's why i am here that's why we have been doing these videos as well so our doors are open even in that uh, scenario or, or for those things as well yeah even experienced people who are facing challenges in their jobs because of pandemic situation any kind of issues if you are in the information security cyber security space i would request you to go and at least get a career counseling from these guys these guys will actually help you a lot and also uh, keep posting this try to find uh, loves uh, groups that he is running there are a lot of people there is a huge community yeah, shikant huge audience that yeah. is part of them he is like one of the most active people out there and and we have a uh, a lot of domain experts over there discussing continuously and a lot of energy going on yeah thank you so much for tuning everybody it was a great session thank you akshay for your time thank you thanks bye thank you bye bye bye